from a teacher earning $5,000 a month to earning over $1.2 million in a short three years span. All of this and more you're gonna learn in this episode of the Modern Wealth Podcast. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to our Modern Wealth Podcast where we aim to empower, enrich and evolve your lives. We invite guests who will share with you strategies on empowering your life to change your life financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, you name it. We have some brilliant friends of mine who will come through to share with you all uh, actionable strategies. And today, we have a very, very dear friend of mine. You know, his story is impeccable. His story will inspire you. His story will touch you. His story will move you out of your comfort zone. And he's my friend, Sean Chua. He actually is an investor, right? Uh, primarily a property investor who owns multi-millions of dollars in property. But the very, very interesting thing was he started off as a normal civil servant, you know, working as a teacher just only four years ago. But he broke out of the shell as an employee working in the government sector, earning a bare you know, $5,000 a month to actually growing to a multi-million dollar portfolio, which is absolutely amazing. So if you are watching and you're an employee working in a government sector, whatever it is, and you really truly want to break out, yo, this interview, you need to pay attention. So without further ado, let's welcome Sean. Sean, thank you for coming aboard, brother. Thank you, thank you. Right, really, really, thank you so much. I'm very, very excited to have you here. So for those, those people who don't know you, can you just give a brief introduction about yourself? Who are mm. you and how do you get started in this journey, man? Okay, um, hi, I'm Sean. I, I was a teacher. Uh, I taught for six and a half years uh, in a secondary school. Mm. Uh, PE, math, you know, this, uh, a very popular combo. Um, I was a... Uh, teacher in charge also of the cross-country team. Okay. So I was very passionate about what I do. Um, I, I spend a lot of time with my students. Um, in fact, I go above and beyond uh, uh, to make sure that they, they don't just come in as a... Um, 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 they don't just treat a CCA like... like oh, okay, maybe, maybe just a, a, little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more context. So, so I, I was a teacher. Um, I was tasked to take up a CCA. Um, that 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 captures all the dropouts, you know, mm. uh, those people who doesn't want to go for CCA. So so they they came to me. Um, so I was just supposed to be in charge of a CCA where where people doesn't want to go for CCA. Mm. Uh, but because they they are called track and field, mm. and it's actually one of my passion. Uh, so I I transform it from a recreation CCA to a competitive one. Oh, wow. And uh, within a couple of years, uh, in fact, I think two years. Uh, they, they, they went from nothing to top four in national schools. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's what I do uh, year in and out. Uh, and then I realized that, oh, you know, a lot of my students, um, they, they came in mediocre, average, neighborhood school, right? Um, and when they, when they graduated, um, they went to top schools, mm. they went to elite schools, they go to causes of their choices. Mm. So I added value in their lives, right? Mm. And, and, and that's what I do. And, and, and why I even want to do that is because... Um, I had teachers, I used to have teachers who, who, who are as passionate or even more passionate. Mm. And, and, and so I benefited from it personally. Mm. And that's why I wanted to give back. Right? But year in and out, when I, when I start doing that, I realized that, um, what about me? You know, because as much as my students are progressing mm. from you know, average to you know, top notch, um, but me as a teacher, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting paid about the same. Uh, there's not much progression. Uh, all I seek for back then was just um, maybe better PB, you know, so give me a little bit more in terms of bonus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or give me a little bit uh, uh, of, of promotion so that, you know, I can get a little bit more because I, I, don't, I don't give tuition, I don't, I don't coach outside. I just spend all my time uh, uh, with my students, mm. for my students. Mm. Um, but what I got in return is just, you know, lack of recognition. Uh. Mm. Um, it actually, it's very interesting. Mm. I think many people uh, bro, will be able to relate, right? Yeah. Where they are filling everybody's mm. cup except for their own. Exactly. Right? Where you're going above and beyond in your work, but you hardly see any return. Yes. Right? And then you think to yourself after a while, like, what the hell, man? Mm. I'm helping everybody else except for myself. Yeah. So you were caught in this conundrum, right? Where you're like, you know, what do I do? But bro, some context, uh, you were... So, guys, just to share with you guys something, right? So, uh, I actually first got to know Sean 
when he was one of the students in our value investing program, right? So okay. I was actually, you know, a speaker, I was teaching on value investing and all that. I still remember very clearly him and his wife sitting down. So that, back then you were a teacher. 2019, yes, I yes. was still teaching. Yeah, 2019. This was yes. pre-COVID and everything, very, very yeah. clearly. International Plaza. Yes. Uh, that's when yes. the first man you came up and said, hi, you were very, very distinct. I was, it was very memorable, right? But you know, you were a man on a mission. So when, when did the seeds get planted? How did the seeds get planted of, dude, I need to get out of this, uh, this mm. rat race. I need to get out and do something for myself. Like, when did this get planted? How did it get planted? Mm. <clears throat> I think because I, I, I live very far from work. So every day as I'm driving to school, uh-huh. uh, I listen to podcasts. Okay, and then, you know, podcasts. you have the Jim Ron, you have yeah. the uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah, and they're, they're just like washing my brains every morning and every day after school. Interesting. Yeah, so, so that kind of helped. And, uh, so it was yeah. the... So yeah, it's yeah. very, very important, right? So again, guys, you know, this is something that I practice every day as well. Literally, no joke. Even before I came here today as well, right? Mm. So like you know on your drive and everything you were listening you were listening right yeah. not listening to junk exactly right but yeah. actually listening to you know inspiring <clears throat> podcasts mm. he mentioned some names some legends right people like jim ron uh, tony robbins and these people were subconsciously putting seeds in your head yes that anything is possible you are meant for greatness yes you can go above <laughs> and beyond Right? Yeah. And all these seeds got planted and you listen and listen, you thought to yourself, why not? Huh? No, actually I I, I did that so that I can get get some inspiration, right? Exactly, absolutely. Um, for my students. Because oh, for students, I, I was okay. a coach, right? So I needed <laughs> to make sure I'm hyped up, I go to school, I I, I teach the right thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But okay. somehow, uh, uh, I, I think the content uh, really uh, uh, transformed me to somebody else, which I don't even know, right? Interesting. And I think, um, you know, in school, in, in, in teaching, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not what you think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as uh, we are there to do a job for, mm-hmm. for, for the students, to, to help them, mm-hmm. but there's actually a lot of politics mm-hmm. yeah, behind mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm the last person who, who, who likes politics or want to get involved in all this. Um, but it just happened to me. You know, uh, at that point, I was very down. I was very down and um, I was already like on the verge, you know, thinking to myself, what should I do? You know, I'm at crossroad. Um, I'm not progressing. Um, the PB that I want, I don't get. The promotion that I want, they don't give. Um, and then they even tell me, um, okay, uh, since you are thinking of living, uh, maybe um, let me tell you what, uh, you know, actually, um, we, we have already um, kind of like... Uh, we had plans uh, uh, to make you, uh, um, you know, to give you some, some appointment. Mm. So they tell me to take on the, the acting role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, I, then I found out that, wow, uh, actually, why, why do they need to put me on that? Because I've been in the school for six and a half years. Mm. They, they know my style and they, they know me, right? Mm. So why must they like buy more time, you know, before they even give me the promotion? It's already long overdue. Um, then came, um, you know, uh, the politics and whatnot, and then I, I, got, I got dragged into the whole thing, and then uh, I think that was the last straw. Mm. Yeah, I was very angry at that point, but I must thank the person that did that to me, mm. because without that, right, mm. I would probably still be in teaching today. Wow. wow yeah. Wow. I, think, I think a lot of people, you know, audience watching as well, be able to relate, right? Yes. Uh, you know, to uh, workplace politics, you know, yeah. toxic environment and everything. So, so that one push was like, the last straw to say enough is enough, right? Yeah. But dude, can I ask you a question? So when you decided to leave, actually, dude, did, did, uh, so give me some context, right? Yeah. Was there a option B? Do you leave just like that? Or do mm. you already have some, you know, leeway to go? Yeah. Like tell, tell, give me, give the audience yes. some context, brother. Okay, so interestingly, um, as I was seeking, um, I, I, I came across a course, right? Uh, so, um, there was this uh, lady, this pretty lady, uh, doing some preview. Okay. Uh, so we attended her free preview uh, at International Plaza as well. Yes, sir. Um, and then uh, after that, um, you know, we we thought to ourselves, wow, this, what what is she trying to sell, right? Uh, at that point, it was a, uh, uh, how do you get a thousand five dollars passive income? Uh, uh, yeah. So I didn't know it was uh, real estate related. So I just went for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then it turned out to be a property investment uh, course. course. Okay. Yeah, and it's by by I Quadrant. Okay. Yeah, so the pretty lady was Jermaine. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so so we got to know her then uh, when we were just teaching. 
uh, and then uh, we thought that wow, the content she shared was very similar to what I read in Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm. Um, and and three thousand dollars for a course that time was a lot of money. Mm. It was like easily our take home pay, you know, mm. for a month. Mm. Um, but we decided to just uh, go go with it, lah. So mm. so me and my colleague back then, mm. uh, we just jump onto it. Yeah, and then the rest was history after that. Seriously, the rest yeah. was history. Yeah, the rest was history. Wow. wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I remember attending the course in yeah. February 2019. Okay. okay. Uh, and 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 yeah, it blew my mind. Uh, you know everything about uh, financial literacy and uh, property investment and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just blew my mind, right? And but I told myself, hey, if I'm going to spend so much money on a course, I better make it worth it, man. Yeah. 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 So immediately after the course, I uh, jumped into action. I okay. went on hunting for properties. Okay. And that's how I got started. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So were you, were you then, uh, you were still going to teach, you were still teaching? Uh? I was still teaching. Okay, you were still teaching, yeah. but at the same time, after work and whatever, you go to look for properties, you go hunt for deals and everything. Oh, so, so we were looking for industrial property and yeah. industrial property people work like between 9 to 5 and that's the only time you can, exactly, you can exactly. view. And then as a yeah. teacher, there's no way yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can like take leave, you know. Uh, the only time you can go and see property is probably during a holiday. Mm. Um, but interestingly, because we, we, we teach in Woodlands, so in between our break time, right, we'll just go to the industrial properties uh, nearby oh, for okay. sh- to shop for it. Yeah, so oh. we make use of whatever time we have, right? Wow, no yeah. excuses. Uh, no bro. excuses, yeah, yeah. Like, like wow. Friday is a half day. Yeah. So we will squeeze out some time, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. before CCA or what, yeah. just to go and see some properties. Wow, wow, wow. So within like three months, we, we saw more than 100 units wow. um, and, and we made some offers. And uh, yeah, some of them came back and then wow. uh, the stars aligned and wow. yeah, that's how we got started. Can you, can you share with me about maybe the first one that you got, right? Mm. Like, you know, it's always, that first egg is always the hardest to yes. crack, I feel, yes. right? So if you remember, if you remember, what was the, like the first kind of property you got into, what was mm. the kind of capital you needed and stuff like that? Uh, so the very first property that came back uh, was uh, I think a seven hundred eighty thousand dollar B one industrial property. Mm. Yeah, I mean we we seen more than hundreds, and mm. then uh, eventually made some offers, and then uh, eventually that one came back, uh, right price everything. Uh, so we we decided to go for it, right? Um, well, I I would say that, uh, it's where was this? Uh, Trade Hub Twenty One. Okay, Trade Hub Twenty One. Okay, Trade Hub Twenty One. Okay. Yeah. So. At that point, we could still take a 90% loan. Okay. So that means uh, 10% of it works out to be about $70,000, $80,000, including stamp duties and uh, GST. Yes, yes, yes. Works out to be about 100 k Okay. Yeah. So at that point, as a teacher, I don't have 100 k lah, bro. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 100000 yeah. Like, you know, honestly, mm. it's a lot of money, right? A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I work for six and a half years and I don't even see like six figure in my bank account. You know? It's quite sad. Uh. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah. But also because, uh, you know, at that point, we were... We were we were just trying to pay off our HDB, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. so whatever money we have, what in our CPF in our bank account, we'll just empty them and just try to pay off because we don't mm-hmm. like the idea of debt. Of course. Yeah, but of course after attending some courses, then we realized that hey, debt can be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Let's talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So hundred k. Mm-hmm. No way I can have hundred k, right? So we started looking around for 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 people who has money. Mm. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to be um conformed to the finite resources that I had. Mm. So I had to be resourceful. Yeah. So I had to go around looking for people who, who has money probably in a bank account um mm. that is not making much or maybe at, at that point fixed D was only uh one two percent. So we offered um three percent. Mm. Yeah. And and they happily just uh uh, came came in to become our investor. Like. Wow. Yeah. So you actually went to go and search and source for cash investors. Yes. And then you offer them basically more than the fixed deposit rates and whatever not. Yes. Right. Better return lah, right? Correct. Right. And sitting in the bank account and whatever not. But of course they had to trust you and everything, bro. You think as in so easy, man? Um there there are challenges. Uh. But I think it helped because I was a teacher then. Okay. And then uh, you know the moment I tell them, hey, I'm a teacher, and then uh, they they just uh, okay like, I trust you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's a tip. But tell you. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't say I'm a teacher. Not a teacher but... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't abuse that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, but basically, so was their first property no money down, or do you have some money down, or what, what do you do? Oh, no money down. No money down. Yeah. So wow. everything that I have to uh, down pay, I raise. Yeah. Okay. I raise funds for that. Okay. And that's how we eventually. And how do you structure a deal uh, such that it benefits all parties? Mm. when it was no money down for you? 
Um, I think it's about creating win-win. Yep. So, you know, a, a simple thing like offering them interest rate higher than fixed D is okay. already a win-win for, for most people, I would say. Okay. Um, but of course, those who are a little bit more savvy, yep. uh, they will ask for equity. Mm. So, yeah, we, we just give them a, 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 a percentage of the, the property in terms of equity. La. That okay. means uh, they are also in it with us. Yep. If uh, we lose money, they will also lose, lose money. money. If yeah. we make money, they will also make money. Of course, of course. Yeah, so... Sure. And, and it gives them a, a sense of like ownership to the okay. property as well. Because, because for sure, yeah. For sure. So what was in it for you, bro? So mm. like uh, you gave a higher return than fixed D, and then mm. you own as in you basically were the loan bearer. Yes, I was a loan bearer okay. because at that point I already uh, fully pay off my HDB, okay. my okay. car. So I was debt free at that okay. point. Okay. So I could take loan. Okay. But I was cashless. Cashless. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I pay off everything. Okay. So there are generally three components in a deal, correct not? Like yeah. there's the person who brings up as in a cash investor, the mm. loan bearer and what else, bro? Um as in, yeah, cash basically investor, the loan barrier. Yeah, basically that's okay, it. Okay, yeah, 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 cash bearer and the it's in the cash investor and the loan bearer, right? So right. you basically took up the loan, got the entire thing, and mm. of course, okay, great, great, great. And then was that was that meant for cash flow or what was the whole idea? Oh, so the idea was to have the thousand five passive income, right? Okay. That that was why we attended the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was for the thousand five passive income. Okay, okay. Uh, and and of course, as soon as I got my first, mm. I realized that, hey, because uh, uh, I, I don't use my own money, right? Mm. Then after I divide everything, uh, actually not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. much left. Yeah. So, so how much was left actually per se? Uh, a couple of hundreds. A hundred dollars. Yeah, okay. a, a month. Uh. Okay. Yeah, but of course, it it looks good mm. because uh, fr- from, from starting with my first, uh. I realized that, hey, if I can own the whole thing myself, mm. actually, it's very easy uh, for it to become an income replacement. Mm. Yeah, and of course, after I got my third one, right, mm. immediately we, we saw that, hey, it already exceeded uh, how much we take home oh, every seriously, month. seriously, for real, man? Yeah. Wow. So the first one after minusing was nothing much. But the second and third one, bro, did you, did you, have, did you again find for cash investors? Or? Yes, the okay. same thing. Yeah, okay. so, so we rep, we, we, in order for us to scale, we, we definitely need uh, to get uh, cash investors mm. yeah, in. Uh. Mm. Yeah. So, so the second one, we, we had like $2,000 passive income. The, the third one uh, is also about $1,000. Mm. Yeah, so, so I, mean, I mean, the conceptually, we, we finally understood what mm. it means by cash flow. Mm. Yeah, but because uh, they are all shared, Mm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, with other investors. So mm. by the time we cut everything out, not much left. Mm. Not much left. Mm. But the idea was there, mm. and and that's how um you know we start to to grow in other ways. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So that's how you slowly started building. And what yeah. do you manage to build it up to, bro? Um. So after our third industrial property, um, it was also about time that my HDB MOPs already. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at that point. Uh, myself and my wife, we were we were very confused. Like, what should we do, man? Uh, upon MOP, right? Should we pay the ABSD? Mm. Uh, at that point, it was twelve uh, percent, mm. right? Uh, should we pay ABSD, buy another property? Should we sell our property? Should we lease or whatever? A lot mm. of questions. And but after after getting clarity, right? We knew we had to sell. Mm. Yeah, because we had so much funds because we fully paid mm. our HDB, right? Mm. Uh, it was three hundred sixty-five k three-room flat at Dawson. Mm. Um, and if we were to sell it in the resale market, it's about 700k. Mm. So we wow. know that when we sell it at 700k, full 700k wow. cash and CPF will come back to us. Wow. A lot of money is stuck yeah. in the property. Of course, of course. And, and, and there, I, there I have to go, you know, begging people um, yeah, for yeah, that 100k yeah, just to get one. If I sell and, uh. I, and I free up 700k, I yeah. can buy seven, you know. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so no-brainer, sell. Uh. Yeah. So you sold lah? I sold. Uh. Uh, yeah, we, we sold our HDB. But you need a place to stay, ma. so do you lease? Do you, do you buy another one immediately? What was the step though? So, so we rented okay. at that point. Yeah, okay. Because we also understood that there's, the, there's a spectrum of people who buy property. Mm. On one end is people who buy for like a home and they don't mm. care whether they make or lose money. Mm. On the other spectrum is people who buy just to make money. Mm. So ever since we understood what real estate could do for us, right? Mm. Uh, full-on investment. Mm. Yeah, because... Um, why, why do we need to buy a place to stay, right? I, I think that is uh, something that we, we kind of like gotten over already. Mm. Yeah. So after selling Dawson, um, we, we bought, we free up our funds, we, we split up, we bought um, uh, two 
private property, mm. uh, Sterling and Normandon Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you've got two different, so under each of your names. Uh, okay, yeah, correct. Okay. So, so we wanted to uh, free up our names, okay. free up our funds, yep. and the most optimized way um, is, to, is to buy one each. Okay. Yeah, so at that point, we just split up and then we buy one each, right? Okay, okay. Uh, then, of course, uh, where do we have to stay? We have to rent. Okay. Yeah. Also, you got these two properties and you rented, you rented it out. Was, uh, was it for positive cash flow as well, or were you like, bleeding a bit? or? Uh, so so it was it was still building under construction. Oh, it was building construction at okay, that point. Okay. So it was yeah. a new launch, uh? It was new launch. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So so no 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 cash flow. Okay. Uh, more like you know the seven hundred k that we that we that we got out from our property. Okay. We just split the funds, yes, yes, keep yes. aside that hundred k, so that we can rent for the next four years okay. while it's still building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at that point, uh, we got a two bader. Okay. Uh, for just like two thousand three per month. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was just before COVID. Ah. Yeah, just before COVID. Okay, okay. So you're renting and everything. Mm. Uh, uh, explain the concept, bro. So, you know, uh, I, I've heard so many gurus and everything talk mm. about this concept, yeah. which is, uh, you know, rent what you own, own what you rent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, can you explain mm. and maybe, because um, again, the Asian mindset doesn't understand like, yeah. generally, right? Yeah, yeah. But can you, can you explain that concept and why that is a powerful concept, bro? Okay, yeah. So, you see, if you, if you stay where you buy, right, mm then that asset mm. is no longer an asset. Mm. It's, a, it's a liability, right? Because every month you have to pay money just, mm. to, just to stay there. Mm. Um, but if you were to, if it can make money for you, then it becomes an asset. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of people, especially um, in Singapore when, when home ownership is so high, everybody mm. think that they are, they, are, they are owning an asset. Mm. But if that home, that property that they're living in is not making them money and they still got to go to work every single day, mm. then it's a liability. Mm. Yeah, because they still got to pay their mortgage, you know. Mm. Most of them, they pay and pay up to like 60, 65. Mm. And then, yeah, then what, right? Yeah, so mm. that's uh, uh, the issue with uh, most people. Mm. Um, but of course, if you know how to optimize, mm. um, to, 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 to free up cash mm. and to cash out or to make your asset uh, uh, work hard, mm. make money for you, mm. that becomes an asset, right? Mm. Yeah, so... Wait, I, I got a bit lost. So, so what's your question again? No, the own what yeah. you own what you uh, own. Uh, okay. Own what you rent, rent what you own. Mm. So, in this case, my example, mm. right? Just my example, yeah. Um, because I I rented where I I, I stay. Yeah. Uh, I paid two thousand three yeah. every month. Yeah. Uh, that place was uh worth about a million dollars at that point when sure. I was renting, right? If I were to own that place yeah. at one million dollars, it was a two bedder. Uh, my monthly mortgage will work out to be about uh, almost four thousand dollars, a three three thousand plus plus your property tax mm. maintenance mm. is about four thousand mm. dollars. So my cost of living mm. is four thousand mm. dollars if I were to stay in where I buy. Mm. But because I rented, I pay only two thousand three. Mm. Yeah, so I half it, mm. right? And when I buy to invest, um, of course I, I didn't know how much returns I'll be getting. Mm. Yeah, it's only like a few years later mm. uh, when I sell, then I realize, oh, okay, this is my, my kind of profit. Mm. But at that point, I was uh, just estimating it to be maybe another 1-200k mm. kind of profit over okay. the next three years. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. And of course, if I don't sell, if I were to lease my property out, yeah. my property that I bought at 1.38, yeah. 1.3 million, mm. um, the mortgage and everything, you know, will works out to be about $4,000. So in order for me to like break even, uh, all my mortgage, maintenance, and property tax, right? I need to lease my property for $4,000 mm. just to like cover the cost. Mm. So again, if I were to stay in the property I buy, I need $4,000. Mm. But if I were to lease it out to mm. someone, someone else will be paying that $4,000 for me mm. while I stay, in, stay somewhere else mm. that is cheaper, like mm. almost half the cost. Almost half the cost. Eh? Yeah. Okay, okay, I understand. I understand concept. So dude, so uh, I think a lot of people are wondering, right? So, you know, you build it up to, you know, your your properties wise you at mm-hmm. one point I think as in you build up eight pro- was it eight properties eight or nine uh seven 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 properties seven, right yeah. so you had about seven properties right so mm. people here you know again the average joe hears it oh singaporean yeah. has seven properties yeah, or yeah. sometimes you hear people oh, 15 20 properties for example right so um are they like at what at a particular point you will not no longer be able to take on any more debt anymore like mm-hmm. loans for example right so uh, like what is the like what is the threshold, man? Right, because people talk about ABSD, right? Like obviously after one property, residential, for example, there's ABSD and stuff. 
right? So how do like give us the general background? I mean, if somebody says, "Oh, I have fifteen properties, twenty properties," how is that usually done? And with what uh, as what, what kind of um, properties are they doing it with? Okay, so mm. the properties that re- that 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 requires paying of ABSD is is just residential property in Singapore. Mm. So as long as we um, don't own more than one, mm. we will not cannot ABSD Okay, okay. So you're talking yeah. about more. Commercial, industrial, and bit overseas as well. Overseas, exactly, okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, exactly. so we 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 just okay. diversify. But even even with industrial and commercial, right? At some point, your you won't be able to take on the banks. Will be like, dude, you're done. Mm, right? mm. So, at what point uh, will banks say you're done? You cannot take on any more loans and whatever. Not bro. Is it going to give us a rough estimate? Like, how do they how do they judge that? How do it how yeah? At what point can you not take on any more? Mm. It's very much tied down to TDSR. Okay. Yeah, so your income... Explain that, bro. Explain what's mm. TDSR and everything. Okay. Is. Ah. TDSR is a total debt servicing yep. ratio. Okay. Yeah, so basically at that point, uh, uh, about 60% of your income can be used to pay um, any kind of loan, mm. you know, mortgage, yep. uh, study loan and what, yes, car yes, loan. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, if you want to max out your TDSR, mm. then um, you know make sure you clear off your credit card, car loan, everything. Yeah, it should not be there, so mm. that you can really just focus on buying uh, property. Yeah. So so at that point, uh, after buying my first industrial property, I thought, wow, that's it, my TDSR, that gone, yeah. finished. But because uh, the industrial property was uh, leased, right? So the rental income of about four thousand mm. dollar kind of add on to my. Uh, to yeah, my income. Okay, income. Yeah, oh. my income. So my income at that point was about 5,000. Mm. So then they add on another 4,000 to mm. my income. Mm. So my TDSR was not totally destroyed okay. uh, after my first. Okay. And that's it's, how, because it's leased. Uh, okay. uh, because it's leased. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I realized that hey, I still have more, mm. uh, a little bit more to buy my, my second and third. Mm. Yeah. In fact, my, my third was not even under my name. My mm. third was uh, shared uh, with uh, another partner. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he used his name. Yeah. Okay, so he used his name and eh? you basically partners, lah, right? Yes, so again, yes, that's yes. how you share. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's how we go around that whole that whole thing. Okay, yeah. okay. Wow, wow, wow. So, so there's no limits lah, per se. Right? In a way, in a yeah. way. Like especially now that we, we, we are self-employed, right? Mm-hmm. You know that, you know, it's unlimited. Yes, yeah. Unlimited, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. The world is an oyster almost. Yes, like, yes, pretty yes. Much crazy. So, dude, so tell us about, so, um, you know, so after you left, you became an investor. Yeah. Right, you you started investing quite extensively. You know that was a viable option to replace your income. Yeah. Right. But then you went on and you you know you built your company as well. Right. Mm. So today you own a house makeover. Right. So uh, tell us a bit about that and how did that come around? Uh, how do you help uh, your clients? How do you help your customers and mm. stuff? So interestingly, mm. um, after I left uh, teaching in twenty nineteen, uh, I, I didn't leave with a with a plan. To me, it's like I know I need to get out so that I can really do something mm. different, you know. Mm. Uh, and because I, I sold my place, uh, I got some cash in the bank also. La, so that kind of like gave me some kind of uh, uh, security, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what? 2020, COVID hit. Yeah, exactly. yeah, then I had like six properties under my belt. Mm. All my tenants uh, 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 came to, to us and say they, they can they not pay or mm. some of them don't want to pay because at that point, the government was giving uh, like rental relief, yeah, right? But the instruction was not clear. Mm. Yeah, then we still have to pay the bank, we still have to mm. pay the, the exactly. property tax and everything. Must have been scary, yeah? Yeah, but the tenant don't want to pay rent. Wow. So, and then I left my job. Uh, my wife was also at that point a real estate agent. So yeah. she also left her job in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a stewardess before that. Yeah. Um, it was very scary. Yeah. Um, so, instead of taking a break okay. during a circuit breaker, uh. we work very hard every single day. Okay. Yeah, we got at 7 and we won't work more than 12 hours every day. Work on what, bro? Work on what? So, uh. so at that point, my wife was a real estate agent. Sure. I was, uh, I was jobless, man. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, I had to help her with her real estate business. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so we're going around uh, trying to see how we can uh, create content, mm. uh, help her to um, um, reach out to clients mm. and whatever not. Mm. But there's limited stuff I can do. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, then we, 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 we record, you know, uh, at that point when we sold our HDB, mm. uh, we actually kind of like decorated our place. Mm. And then um, came COVID, right? Some of my tenants' mm. business went bust. Mm. So, they, they they have to get out, right? And I have to find new tenants. Mm. Um, so what we did was we kind of like went into our own industrial property. We decorated the place, mm. make it make it nice, make mm. it attractive. Mm. Um, and then uh, we managed to find another tenant mm. uh, who is willing to pay higher rent. Wow. Yeah. 
And then guess what? A few months later, uh. the tenant went bust again. Wow. Yeah. So I had to find, I have to do the same thing. And then uh, we managed to find another tenant okay. that pays higher again. Okay. Yeah. So of course, looking back, uh, uh. Uh, we are very grateful uh, uh. that with every tenant that leaves, we uh. managed to find another tenant uh, that is willing to pay higher. Okay. Yeah. So so it really stress tests the investment criteria that okay. we that we use uh, okay. when we when we Invested. when we entered. Yeah. yeah. Which is very important because without that that criteria, right? I, I think we were really uh, get into big trouble. Of course, of course. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, so that so your your ability to make over per se was yes. something that was good. Exactly. So you extended it not just your properties but other clients as well. Yeah. So we start off with ourselves. Yep. Then we see the value in it, mm. and then we go on to extend that to uh you know my 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 uh my wife's uh, uh clients. Friends, yeah. yeah. And those who engage her for for selling. Okay. Okay. And then eventually you know yeah it became bigger and bigger, and wow. that's how uh, house makeover came about. Wow. wow. Yeah. So really, so you all do what renovation, staging? Like what exactly is what exactly is the services? So the, the whole idea yep. is to make the place look good okay. on photo, okay. video, yep. and uh, of course when people come in yep. uh, for the open house, yep. 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 they they cannot feel like hey I'm being cheated by the photo and video and look so different on exactly. the ground. So yes. so we had to make the whole place looks uh, uh, presentable. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit like turning it into show flat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So right. that's what we do. Okay. Uh, and 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 yeah, it just it just took off. Wow. wow yeah. Wow. So that became a whole new business and stream of income as well, la. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I hear that you know you're full up like you have a lot of different homes they are helping mm. to do currently right now. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of our our clients they you know their first time yeah, yeah. Uh, landlords right. Mm. So they 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 bought a place they bought a place for investment. Yeah. Um. But after collecting keys, they have mm. no idea what to do. Despite yeah. us even having a course teaching them, hey, these are the things from step one to sixteen. Yeah. What are the things you need to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, they're still lost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we thought, okay, why not we just do everything for them. Okay. okay. Yeah. So done for you service per se lah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Okay. Do for you. It's a turnkey okay. solution lah. Turnkey solution. Yeah. Very very interesting. Right. So so again like you know uh, Sean actually teaches this stuff like you know how you can do it for yourself, right? But also he also provides you know the service as well a turnkey solution with regards to uh, we they can do for you lah. Right. His entire mm. team basically can do it for you to make up the entire place to essentially make it optimal for selling or to actually get higher rent for example. And guys, if you wanna check it out, you know go to his Instagram right either the Life Educator or the House Makeover H A U S. Right, go and check it out on Instagram so you can actually find out more information. Guys, if you like this episode so far, make sure you smash the, you know, the, the like button. Make sure you subscribe to our page. And please, leave some questions below if you want to ask anything to Sean as well. All right? So I think there's a lot of um, fears when it comes to property. Right? I think one of the biggest fears, very simply, is this, right? Like, hey, shit, man, wow, I take on so much, you know, uh, like, you know, debt, for example, you know, I have all these different mortgages to pay. Then suddenly, liao, my, you know, my tenants all gone. I hear people going bankrupt. So there's a lot of this fear, right? And again, it's, it's uh, you know, wow, I, I hear all these people suddenly go bankrupt. Wow, suddenly interest rates increase, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like recently, interest rates actually go up. Wow, liao, suddenly I have to pay so much more. Then now I'm negative and I'm bleeding every month and all that fears. Are these uh, real things or, you know, how, how did you deal with them? Because you are in this light yourself, right? You went through this period recently where interest rate increased and all that stuff. So did it affect you? You know, um, how, do, how does one protect themselves in a way? Of course, I think it's very stress mm. during that period. Uh. Sure. Um, but as, a, as an athlete, yeah. right, uh, I think we have the advantage, right? Sure. Every time we go for competition, it's stressful. Mm. So mm. I think that helps, you know, in terms of uh, how, how to mm. cope with the stress. Sure. Um, so, uh, at that point, I think instead of uh, just just feeling stressed and doing nothing about it, we 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 really work our ass off, man. Yeah, every day we wake up at seven and then we sleep at twelve. We work, we grind, um, try to come up with ways, solutions. Um, of course, a property investment is uh, something that I was handling, uh, managing my tenants. Then, of course, my wife's side, she's uh, into real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so so. We, we just got to take care of both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on so one you got to make sure, so what you're telling me is that you got to make sure you also have your cash flow as well, yes, uh, right? Yes, to make yes. sure that you can tie through times and everything. Is there right. a guideline that you give yourself, right? Like how much of a timeline or how much mm-hmm. cash you need to have in reserve to make sure in case of any downturn, you can survive through? Is there any guide? So at that point, uh, uh, I mean, we set aside about 100K okay. uh, for rental okay. uh, and for, you know, paying all these um, mortgages and whatever, okay. not in case something happened. Okay. Uh, and thankfully, uh, mm. my wife's side also, you know, because uh, she, 
I, I must say she, she did well mm. in her first year. Mm. And that's why I also had the courage to jump out mm. of uh, my, my career, right? Mm. Uh, we took turns to jump out of our career. Mm. Yeah, so, so we really planned mm. uh, for that probably as, as a couple. Uh, we didn't just okay. jump out without a plan. I mean, okay. uh, when, when she was in real estate, I was still teaching stable mm. income, mm. although $5,000, but it's still better than nothing. Sure. And then uh, eventually uh, she stabilizes mm. and then I, 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 take my, I, I make my jump. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so that's how we help each other. Okay, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some, you know, some, some parts where you were maybe like, uh, you know, at the lowest point where you were stressed out of your mind, where mm-hmm. you didn't know if there was a solution, right? Yeah, but yeah. Tell us about those parts, man, because again, the, I, I always believe that, you know, those, those dark moments are what defines us, mm. right? We learn best from our failures, not our victories, right? Yeah, So yeah. if you could, you know, dig deeper into mm. a point of time where it was damn bloody, wow. Tell us about that, man. Yeah, so so I I think I'm I'm somebody who who doesn't just like you know just get stuck. I'll just keep moving forward. Mm. So at that point when uh, you know tenants stop paying and then uh, you know we have zero income, we just keep working. You know, keep working. Mm. And I I think as as we keep moving forward, we we, we saw we saw the light. Mm. Like you know, my my wife had a breakthrough when she sold uh, a property um, during COVID. Mm. Um, you know, it was a it was a resale property that. Uh, 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 that people cannot step foot to see, you know, we mm. had to sell it over Zoom. Exactly. But thankfully, we already did the, the makeover before that. Mm. We had photo, video, 360s of, of the, the whole thing, right? Yep, yep, yep. So we sold it over Zoom without viewing. Wow. Yeah, so that was like the first breakthrough. Then, of course, came uh, other closings mm. uh, where, where, you know, uh, investors just buy the property without viewing as mm. well. Mm. So that kind of like gave us confidence also mm. in terms of cash flow. Mm. And then uh, from the investment front also, because uh, we managed to find tenants who are willing to pay higher eventually, mm. uh, that gave us a, a, a boost like, in terms of confidence. Mm. And of course, I had to manage my cash investors. Mm. At the same time, they were all like jumping, hey, what happened, you know? Mm. Because when, when tenants don't pay, when of tenants course. go bankrupt, I need to update them. Of course, for sure. Uh, and then uh, when we give such yep. negative news, then yep. people will start jumping. But of I course. think I also give them the assurance yep. that uh, I'll be handling it. Mm. Yeah. So, so the trust that they they gave me, that they that they entrust onto me, I think mm. was very important as well. They give me the space to work, mm. um, and and of course I make sure I I deliver. Mm. I yeah. think I think uh, you know uh, if I could summarize what you said in yeah. one uh, sentence, right, is to keep taking the steps. Yeah, right. baby steps. You you just got to keep taking the steps, right? So mm. even in the darkest moments, even when you are down, and you know I can relate to this so much, right? See, in the end of the day, if you just get frozen, nothing changes, mm. nothing happens, right? Yes. But if you just keep taking the steps forward, you know, you keep the faith, right? You keep the fighting faith, you keep, you know, doing what needs to be done, right? Like, you know, God will take care of you, there will be provision that actually comes, there will be breakthroughs that you will see, but it will only happen if you keep moving forward. Yes, right? yes, yes. You know, again, some people say, hey, you know, I'll just cruise, for example. But again, there's no such thing as cruising. Like, you cruise, you go backwards, right? Mm. Right, Because, you know, things are always going forward. So if you're not moving forward, you're just going backwards. Yes. Right? So it's always about taking that step forward. I think that's exactly what you said, right? Like, precisely, hey, man, times can be tough, times can be bad. But the only thing you can do is keep improving ourselves, you know, uh, mentally, keep improving ourselves in our work, right? And yeah, man, uh, amazing, amazing. Right? I, I love what you just shared, bro. So tell me, man, so... You know, right now, you know, you recently became a dad as well, right? Uh, during COVID too? COVID. During yes, COVID yes. as well, right? So among all that stuff, you know, your wife got pregnant. Was that, uh, you know, was that a joy? Was that a bit stressful? <laughs> Tell us about that, man. I, I think it was joyful. Yeah. Like. yeah, it was joyful. Of course, I cannot say stress or I cannot say negative <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we have been wanting to have kids for, for a long time. Okay. So finally, uh, okay. the kid came. Great, um, but, but, you know, at that point, yeah. we, 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 we had so many things going on. I mean, it's never a right time. Yep. It's never a right time. In fact, uh, even for investments, yep. it's, it's never a right time. You know, quitting your job is never a right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to do it mm-hmm. and then uh, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we just go with the flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as, as per what we always do. Very, very interesting. Man. Yeah. Very interesting. And tell me, man. So, you know, now, um, maybe moving forward, bro. Mm. Right? Moving, looking forward, right? Like, you know, you've done, you know, the stuff, you know, recently. You know, you made some very, very big investments yourself, right? Uh, you know, he recently bought a very, very nice uh, landed property himself with him and his wife. Guess who's? 
<laughs> okay, so the story very simply is, you know, <laughs> we got connected many, many years ago. Yeah. But basically, the story is, you know, he bought uh, my landed property, which I, which I got in 2020 and everything, right? So he's the new owner of my place, right? Which is a cool story, <laughs> right? So very, very beautiful home, which he now owns, right? Which is great. Congratulations, brother. Right. Congrats, congrats. Amen. Congrats to your profits as well. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. that was, that was mm. one. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, so what's the vision moving forward, brother? Like, where do you see yourself, like, maybe in the next five years, ten years? What is the vision? What do you want to build, you know, your own life, right? Mm. Uh, house makeover, like, what is the big vision that you actually have, bro? Actually, I think it's, uh, it's been very fulfilling. Um, helping people um, um, growing their portfolio mm. I see life change mm. uh, it's exactly what I I do when I was teaching mm. uh, so after I left teaching right, I, I felt like a bit lost you know like I'm dealing with numbers dealing with investments data mm. tenants um, I was a bit lost like after a while it's like just so empty right yeah I got, I got more money but then money is not everything um, then that's how accidentally also I chance upon uh, real estate as mm. a platform to continue to, to change lives mm. Yeah, and, and that, that got me uh, really excited. So, so actually, I, I started working a lot more, mm. uh, longer hours than okay. when I was in teaching. Sure. Yeah. But and, you're doing what you love. Yes, by doing what I love some yes, more, right? Yes, and, yes. and it's so fulfilling. And you still make more money than, than ever. So I think the money is just a byproduct, mm. right? But the giving of value and all is, is what keeps us going and mm. going, right? Mm. Yeah, so... Actually, I kind of got lost. Uh, what, what were we? No, no, about? so the vision, the vision moving <laughs> the forward. Vision, yeah, yeah, the vision, yes, yes, yes. So, in, in okay. adding value, that's great. But, you know, what's the yeah. bigger plan picture? Like, you know, where do you see yourself, man? Yeah, so I, I really want to continue to do this because yeah. I, I love what I'm doing. I love mm. to change life, impacts life, right? Um, so, so that's one area, mm. right? Um, um, to, to try to help more people, mm. to try to continue to go down because it's, it's a journey. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When, when we help someone sell or buy property, it's not just, oh, that's it. Right? Mm. It's not a transaction, it's, it's a journey. Mm. So uh, how I see it is we, we want to continue to see them grow. Mm. Um, we want to see them um, you know, improve their lives, to be able to quit their job, to have options mm. uh, in life. Mm. And that takes time. And to be able to serve more means I also need to grow a team. Mm. Uh, I, I need to do well myself as well. I cannot be just talking about it, selling something, but yet doing something else altogether. Of right? course, of course. Yeah. So I also need to ensure that my portfolio is also solid. Nah. So mm. I also need to take care of my own portfolio growing. Mm. So I think buying a landed property is, uh, is, is just one, it's just another milestone. Mm. Yeah. Initially, we didn't, we, we didn't think too much, you know, mm. when we first started. Yep. Like, uh, all we thought of was, hey, how to own a condo. Mm. Then it became two condo. Mm. Then it became like seven properties. Mm. And then after that, we thought to ourselves, hey, maybe we can buy landed. Mm. So we bought the landed. Mm. And then now we're thinking to ourselves, hey, now we buy the landed. Uh. Uh, we're not going to start at one landed. Uh. We got two names. Uh. Two landed. Two landed. Uh. Then, hey, let's go. Yeah, and, uh. and that's not going to be it, right? Uh. Because uh, how, how do we get to GCB in the uh. end, right? So so these, these are like, we're trying to push boundaries already. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. So GCB, mm. brother? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dream. La, and course, I, and I feel that it's so important that we must dare to dream. Very, very nice. Beautiful. Then we work towards it, right? Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if I, I'm nowhere close, at least it's going to be a much bigger portfolio than my HDB. For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Dare to dream. Mm. dare to dream push the boundaries think bigger than what you currently are at and that's how you'll get there bro you'll find the solutions you'll find the methods and how you can get there right yeah meet so the right again, people yeah. absolutely bro meeting like-minded people I think I think that's bro I'll share you something uh. when you dare to dream when you dare to push boundaries you'll meet people who are at those levels that you can dream of you, you see what I'm saying right when you're speaking a vision of a hundred million, right? I want a GCB. I want a, a dream big. You attract people in your life who are in that path. You see what I'm saying? Right? You, you kind yeah, of... You will like. <laughs> yeah, no, you will, you will filter, yeah, yeah. bro. As in, even mm. in my journey, your journey as well, yeah. right? You, you know, the people who... You will attract a different group of people, mm. right? When you dare to dream, when you dare to push boundaries, and when you are actively working towards that, like, you know, this kind of opportunities will fall in your lap, Right. Mm. I really, really believe that as, as long as you keep taking the steps forward, these people will come in. Again, you know, your people, the people around you, uh, you know, the, are really what will determine your altitude. Mm. Right? 
you know, again, this is never a one-man thing, right? Like the reason why you are here today is because you have the people around you who trusted you. My so wife. Your wife, yeah, right? Your wife, your family, yeah. your wife is aligned with you as well. And you know, that's how you really push boundaries and really, you know, take the step forward, right? So, man, dude, you know, you always got to have that big vision, right? You know, they, in the good book, it says, a man without vision will perish. So it's really about having a very, very big vision. And that's how you pull more people forward in achieving their big goals and dreams. So I'm very, mm. very, very glad to hear that, bro. Right. I think, again, you know, the strategy is great property and all that. That's his platform, right? But again, it always comes with a mindset first, mm. right? It yes. comes, nothing comes without a mindset, right? Whatever exactly. the vehicle might be. So, bro, so, okay. So, coming back to, I, I love your vision. I love what you're sharing and everything. But uh, let's come back down to the common man, right? Who's like, you know, Sean, very, very, very inspiring. I love it, right? I want to start, um, you know, but what are some actionable ways in which I can, you know, maybe, okay, let's just say, for example, right, a guy is sitting down and he's like, okay, cool, uh, I maybe have $50,000 and I really, really want to start. What is uh, some strategies that he can actually employ to get started on his property investing journey to maybe make his first $1,000, $1,500 passive income and to really be able to scale that? What are some actionable things he can do? They can start by attending your course. Oh, attending my course. Sure, sure, sure. right. Scale that 50k sure. to 500, sure. 5 million. Sure, sure, sure. Then they have more. <laughs> and then... <Yeah. laughs> hey guys, you all listen to me. Right? Yeah. Very, very important. But okay, cool. Back to property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I, I think more importantly, a lot of people, they, they actually have an, a home. Mm. Yeah, a property. Mm. Right? Home ownership in Singapore is like one of the highest in the world. Sure. Or in fact, the highest in the world. Cool. Um, all they need to do is to optimize what they already have, mm. not to seek for more, okay. right? So a lot of people, uh, a lot of portfolios that we see, right? Um, when they sell their place, they will easily free up about 500K. Mm. Yeah, more than that 50K, you know, mm. it's like 500K worth of uh, money that is stuck in a home mm. uh, plus some money in the CPF OA. Mm. Uh, if they have another 50K cash, mm. you know, uh, liquidity, that's, that's better still, right? Mm. Um, because with 500K, um, you can do a lot of things. You can mm. easily up your portfolio now to a uh, $1.7 million property. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So from 500K, uh, originally, now you can own something at $1.7 million. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's, how, that's how you can grow, you see. Because if today you only own uh, one property, whatever size it is now, mm. and you're still young, mm. right? If you, if you hold on to it for the rest of your life, thinking that this is like your forever home, mm then forever that will be your portfolio now because most people 80% of their portfolio is stuck in property mm, mm. yeah then they work every day mm. 9 to 5 for that fixed income mm. and then guess what maybe by the time they retire mm. not much of it is left anyway mm. that means 80% of their wealth is still stuck in the property exactly so then if the home is something that defines how much wealth or net worth they have mm. then the more they should be growing that you know uh asset or that, that, that portfolio, right, mm. to as big as they can. Because eventually when they retire, they will have options. Ah. They mm. can continue to stay in where they, they are staying mm. um, and probably, you know, um, fall back on their, their savings mm. or other kind of uh, investment to, to, to retire. Mm. Or if let's say today they retire with $5 million portfolio, mm. right? I mean, the, the home is worth $5 million. Mm. They can always sell the $5 million home. Mm downsize to uh, something 1 million or 2 million or 3 million and still have millions, you know, mm. to, 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 to retire. retire. Yeah, but that's not what a lot of people think. Mm. Yeah, they, they rather work every day mm. yeah, to save up for that day, which is very sad. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. That's a very, very interesting, uh, you know, sharing. Dude, so can I ask you a question? So what are some biggest, as in you did touch a bit, right? But if you were to summarize it into maybe two or three, what are mm. some of the biggest property mistakes mm. that people make? If you were to summarize it, maybe just yeah. three pointers. You did mention a lot, but yeah. you know, yeah. what's the three biggest, most common things that you see? Um, they like to time the market. Time the market, okay. Yeah, so they are always looking for like this perfect uh, property to buy. Okay. Yeah, the perfect time to sell. Yes. And that crippled them. Mm. Yeah, because when the market is good, right? When the market is good, they want to sell at the highest price. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after they exit, if the market is good, means they are also going to buy higher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then... It's like you sell high, buy high. Uh. And then if the market is bad, uh. you're going to sell low. Uh. 
then you can buy something low, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like, if, if somebody is always looking for that perfect opportunity, I want to sell high, buy low, uh, it's like, it, it's, it never comes. Yeah, up, it right? never comes. Especially then in Singapore stuck. context. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, that's one mistake, okay. right? Then they're, they're stuck. Number two, um, they, they see their place as a forever home. Mm. Right, so when when you stay on in your place forever, mm. right, then there's not much growth per se. Mm. Yeah, because property also works in cycle. Mm. Yeah, so you know, at some point, your 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 property doesn't doesn't grow uh, faster than mm. than than the market anymore. Mm. Uh, it probably grow because over time, due to inflation, um, the value just goes up. Mm. Yeah, then if you try to sell whatever that you have mm. and you try to jump to the next uh, asset class, you realize that it's just so difficult, right? especially for someone who wants to go into landed, for example, mm-hmm. right? If you don't grow your portfolio faster than the market, faster than inflation, mm-hmm. then you never catch up. That's true. Yeah, and if you depend on just your savings, yeah, you'll never be able to save enough to, mm-hmm. to, to, yeah, to jump. Mm-hmm. So, again, uh, never see your place as a forever home. Mm-hmm. You need to keep jumping when you can. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. So, these are the two biggest mistakes. The two, biggest right? mistakes. two biggest mistakes. Yeah. Very, very nice, bro. Very nice. Okay, that's awesome, bro. So let's talk about let's talk about one maybe one final thing, right? Mm. One final thing, right? So, you know, there's there's many uh, different strategies, right? So if I can name three of them, okay. So right now, I think uh, people talk about co living. It's all the craze, right? Right now, oh, let's do co living. Let's uh, <clears throat> rent to rent. Um, second one being maybe uh, getting into new launches, right? Oh, mm. you know, people are rushing, you know, like recently we had, uh, you know, Jaden Residences, yeah. right? Being, you know, so like 2,400 PSF, you know, crazy amounts, right? Like, 2007. Know, 2007, right? Yeah. That was the average, 2007, yeah. crazy, man, right? And then, of course, you have, you know, uh, a lot of people talking about buying industrial properties, uh, mm. you know, commercial properties and all that for rental, cash flow. And maybe number four, uh, the segment being overseas. Mm. So a person is looking and there's all these options, right? Yeah. But dude, I don't have money for everything, lah. Yeah. Right. What is maybe uh, the first like? What should I get into first, bro? People are so confused, right? There's so many different options of different asset or different ways to grow a property portfolio. What should what would be the best first step for somebody who's a virgin, for example? Mm, mm, mm. What would you say? Mm, I think first look at our home ground. Yeah, you know, Singapore is a place where foreigners are flocking in to okay. buy our properties. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and as a result, the government even have to double the ABSD yes, from yes. 30% to 60%. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great telltale sign that the government is trying to stop, you know, foreigners from coming in, yes. right? Because it, it's, a, it's a demand that is crazy. Yes. So there's demand in our local properties. Yes. And why are we, you know, not looking into our own local, local properties, properties okay. but looking... Outside. Outside. Okay. Yeah. So, so within local, mm. then what are the the inter- strategies? Then what, yeah. what do you think will be the best for them to embark on? The first thing, right, is look at your own residential portfolio. Okay. Right? Because most people um will will have a residential portfolio, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and, and residential properties in Singapore, you can use CPF to pay. Of course. Yeah. So if you can use your CPF, yep. flush it out mm. to buy a property, mm. then the cash outlay is a lot lesser. Mm. Yeah, and then whatever cash that you have in remaining, you can invest in other asset classes. Mm. You can learn how to invest um, like like you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, residential property, first thing, must take care of. Okay. Yeah, because that's where CPF can be used. Okay. And if you leave money in CPF, you're only getting like 2.5%. Yes, yes, yeah, but if you put it in your real estate, yeah. okay, you can easily get 10%. Mm. Easily. So you want to make your CPF work for you and residential, yes. that should be your first primary focus lah, mm. to really see how you can maximize. Okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. I think that's a very, very good you know, start, right? Mm. To, to know how they can really maximize and everything. Amazing, amazing. Dude, so if you can end off the entire thing, and I want to ask you this one very, very important question, right? So, you know, if you can tell my audience, um, you know, who is wanting to start, but, you know, there's fear there's that doubt like oh wow it's so much and whatever not right like what would you encourage what would you tell the audience to uh, help them move forward mm. I think it's so important to hang out with the right people mm. yeah because you see you can ask the right question but to the wrong person mm. you get a wrong answer yes or you ask the right question to yeah. the right person yes. at the wrong time you also get a wrong answer sure, right sure. but if you hang out with the right people yeah. like all the time uh. Eventually, you know, you, you, yeah, you, you, you can't, f- I mean, no, even if you, if you fail, mm. you won't fail as bad. Mm. Yeah, I, I, think, I think being in a circle uh, where, where everybody is um, 
what you envision to be or mm. who you want to be is, is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being in the right circle. Being yeah. in the right circle. I always believe that, man. Sometimes yeah. it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Yeah. Right? It's about who you know and who knows you. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not the what, you see. Yes. I think it's the why. Yes. The why is so important. You know, you know all, all the what, like how to do it, uh. um, who can help you. I mean, all the real estate agents can, uh. can help you to sell, sure. buy, whatever. Yep. Yeah, they can give you all the answers. You can Google them. You can go and ask ChatGPT. Mm. Yeah, but if your why is not strong enough, right, then then you never get moving. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So true, so true, so true. So, bro, uh, so I want to ask you this question, right? So, mm. maybe in your entire journey of dealing with tenants, you know, so many different properties, right, here, overseas, all that stuff, right? Like, what are some of your weirdest stories, man, of what you had to deal with with tenancy and stuff? If you can share them with us, it would be great. Wow, okay. Let me Let me see. Weird tenants, uh. Any 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 interesting stories? No la, It's more like a. I think a lot of the some of the landlords uh, uh. That, that that I deal with, or or that I know, they're very stingy. Uh. You know, um, they, they they want to be landlords, but they they don't want to give the tenant uh things. They don't give proper things, and of course, you know a law of attraction la, You are what you attract la. So if you if you don't want to do up your house nicely, you don't want to provide nice furniture, then the kind of tenants you attract are those kinds that will pay cheap, that will not take care of your things. Mm. And then you go about, you know, um complaining that the tenant don't take care of your things. It's because you are attracting all these now. Mm. You know, you know, if you don't do up your place nicely, mm. then of course the people that is willing to accept mm. a lower uh, a standard of living mm. will come will be attracted to you. Of course. But then if you really want to attract quality tenants, mm. then I would say you first have to invest in your unit. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that a lot of people, they, they don't know, you see. Mm. Yeah, they don't think business. They only think about wanting to make money from other people. Mm. Yeah, and then that's where, you know, things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always advocate uh, to my investors, um, you are who you attract. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to attract good tenants, then you make sure you also serve them well. Mm. You, you, you do things for them. Win-win. Always go for win-win. Win-win situations. Yeah, yeah, not one way of winning, then you end up lose-lose. Mm, interesting, mm. interesting. Very, very nice, man. Dude, so, you know, one thing that I, I feel very, very blessed, um, and just personally, like my own personal story, and again, I think you can relate to this as well, right? Mm. Like the importance of starting young, right? Mm. So, you know, a lot of my audience, uh, you know, they come from different ages as well. Some people are quite young, some are a little bit older, for example. But can you share with regards to property, for example, the importance of starting young and how that will really, really make a difference? Can you share that and the importance? So, like, tell the guys, man, like, why must they start now? I think when you're young, there's nothing to lose, right? I mean, that, that few hundred K that you have, it's like even if you lose them, it's on a bigger scale of thing from, from like your entire life perspective, right? It's like nothing, right? I mean, we're probably going to live to like what, 80, for example. Yeah, so the, the mistakes that you make as you're younger um, will not be as painful, you know, as you, as you go down. Mm. But, but if you were to make big mistakes uh, when you're older, then there is not much room to, to fix that anymore, mm. right? So, so there is one example. We, we have uh, some clients who come to us um, in their like 60s telling us they want to move to a landed you know so they're staying in a HDB they want to move to a landed like us but when we look at their portfolio you know um, there's not much they can do uh, it's not because they don't have enough money some of them they have but they don't have leverage they cannot take a loan from the bank yeah imagine if you want to buy a 5 million dollar house and they're like in their 60s you know the, the tenure, the loan tenure is going to kill them because uh, they are only left with maybe another five to ten years, uh, you know, to pay off, fully pay off the loan that they take. Mm-hmm. And that means every month they need to pay ten over thousand dollars of mortgage. It's going to be quite unsustainable mm-hmm. for them. But today, if you were to do that when you're in like your thirties, mm-hmm. your forties, you have, you know, longer runway, right? Your tenure is like years. thirty years. Yes. So that will significantly bring down your mortgage. Mm. Uh, it makes the cash flow part a lot more uh, affordable. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, a lot more bite size. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Well, that's so true, bro. Very, mm. very true, right? In the end of the day, you know, uh, that's the reason why starting earlier is so it's so important, yes, right? You yes. gotta take the steps. You gotta take the risk. If you don't, right, it can be quite you know stressful. Mm. So, but, bro, but again, uh, sorry, it's it's not all like like done. You know, even yep. if they, they they don't do that, because if we see it as not just their wealth, mm. but family's wealth, right? Of course. Then actually, whatever that they are not able to achieve in their lifetime, mm. 
actually what the they need to do is to pass it down to their children mm. so that the children can continue to uh, fulfill the dreams that they and the legacy, they can. Yeah? yeah which is what we see these days you know generational wealth transfer of course, of course. a lot of a lot of children yep. uh, they they are getting um, help from their parents yep. in order to get started yep. yeah and it's so important because why do we even uh, spend like 10 15 years um, or, or rather, why, 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 why does most people buy uh, HDB, right? Mm. Because they got no money. Mm. And in order for them to make their first pot of gold in HDB, it takes at least 10 years. Mm. Yeah, like us, right? We started when we were 21. Mm. Yeah, we bought our BTO when we were 21. Oh, that's very early. Yeah, uh. yeah I mean, we were foolish. Uh, you can call us foolish or, yeah, or yeah, not, yeah. right? And thankfully, we're still together. And yeah. That's why we have our HDB. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, it took us 11 years to see through the entire, the, the first journey, right? Wow. First property cycle. Wow. And that's how we got our first pot of gold. Wow. But, if there is a way to shortcut this, right? Uh. I think it's really um, getting money from other sources. So uh. it's not about how much resource you have, but okay. how resourceful you are. Very, very nice. So if our parents can help us, uh. or, or you can get money somewhere. Oh, bro, twenty-one years old, as in sure. But you, you actually like you're serious, like Twenty-one years old. That's like you're barely out of NS, and that's when you actually first. I was in that. NS. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually did like you know get your HDB and everything like you know. Yes. The resources must have been tight lah. The HDB also must have Super, been quite crazy. Yeah. Like. Even at even at three three hundred k, it was yeah. like wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no it's money. crazy, bro. Yes. Like yes, how yes. how do you how what what made you take that step, bro? Uh, I think it's again the mindset you uh. see. So I told myself, hey, you know, uh, even though this is my first girlfriend. Uh. Uh, then I decided to make her my wife. Uh, I mean, because the fact that we, we want to buy a BTO means uh, in a way, you know, yeah, I'm like shotgunning the whole thing, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be, be my wife uh, already. So I told myself, okay lah, you know, uh, I, I should grow to like something. Grow uh, to like what I do, right? Okay. Grow to like the person. Sure. Yeah. So just went for it. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, bro. That's very early. That's an early start, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, real, yeah. for real. Wow, that's amazing. Paid off. Sorry? It paid off. <laughs> it, 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 it did pay off, man. You know, looking back, it did pay yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So talking about the wife and everything, right? So, you know, and you talk about working very hard and all that. So now with the family, with kids, you know, how how do you, do you believe in a work-life balance or, you know, how, how do you manage your time? Oh, I think I'm the last person to talk about work-life balance. Sure, right? sure, sure. Yeah. I, I thought after I, I quit teaching, yeah. you know, um, I, 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 I would have a lot of free time. Okay. But I end up working even longer uh, than when I was before. Okay. But the thing is, I don't feel tired when uh, I'm working longer hours. Okay. Uh, I think that's because, you know, uh, I love what I do. Of course. So it keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, sometimes I work so hard and yeah. too hard that uh, I don't spend enough time with uh, my I friends or my yeah. families. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, when I realized that, I decided to just, okay, just put one day in yeah. a week to make sure that I spend time with my family. Okay. Yeah. So usually every Monday or Tuesday, you yeah. know, because for us we we weekends are like the, the time where we are crazy. Yeah. You know, just busy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So we, we we just set aside Monday or Tuesday yeah. uh, to spend time with my daughter, okay. with my family. Very nice. Yeah. And okay. of course I make sure I, I work out, you know, three yeah. to five times a week. Very to nice. Take care very of my health. Yeah, very, very yeah. important, bro. That's Super. always very, very important priority. Yeah. Fantastic man. Thanks for letting me know, man. Yeah, so, dude, so Sean, uh, you know, what are some, you know, people have all these thoughts and everything, right? So, what do you think are some, three of the biggest myths people mm. have in regards to investing in property in Singapore? Okay, so, so yeah, the, the first one being property is only for the rich, right? Um, yes, it's no doubt that the rich, most of them owns property. Mm. But it's all a chicken and egg thing, right? If you don't get started, how are you going to get rich? <laughs> That's true, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I think you just got to get started. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like like how I did it, um, I started with HDB, no help, you know, um, it takes time to build, you know, that pot. But the moment I accumulated that first pot, that's how uh, things just get faster and faster, mm. right? I made my first 300K, took me 11 years. But my second 300K took me only three years. Mm. And I didn't just make 300K in three years because uh, concurrently, we had multiple properties, right? Mm. So within that three years time frame since 2019 to uh, uh, this year, we made about $1.2 million mm -hmm. um, yeah, from, from the various uh, uh, properties. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So it really just become faster and faster. Okay, okay. So the, the secret is just you got to get started. Yeah. Right? You got to get started, right? What, whatever the amount, whatever, you know, that you actually have, get started, get moving, and that's how you mm. really move forward. And once you actually see the snowball moving, yeah. then it starts moving a lot faster as well. That's yes, great. Yes, yes. What's number two, maybe? Um, number two is property is risky, right? I, I think like anything else, right? If you 
let's say driving, you don't have a license, then driving becomes risky, not mm. just for you, but mm. to the people around you, the pedestrians and the mm. other car users. Mm. Yeah, so likewise, um, property investment, yes, it's risky if you don't know anything. Mm. It's risky if you work with the wrong people. But if you get the right guidance, you know what you're doing, then yeah, it's, it's no longer ris risky. I mean, you can mitigate the risk. Nobody say that everything is guaranteed mm. and, and confirm you won't lose money, mm. right? But what we need to do is to learn how to mitigate the risk. Mm. Yeah, as much as driving mm. also comes with risk. Mm. But that doesn't mean you don't drive, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you still want to learn how to do it. You learn how to mitigate those uh, dangers yep. and uh, reduce the risk. So likewise, for, for investment, real estate uh, or, or any kind of investment, it's about learning. Um, when you, once you know, once you can bridge that knowledge gap, I think it becomes so, so easy. Mm. Yeah. And uh, maybe number three, if I could ask you this question, right? So people always have this myth with regards to industrials. Mm. You really cannot make money one. Wallah, loan tenure, 30 years, 10 yeah, yeah. years or whatever it is. You know, can you really, really make money? Maybe cash flow, you get some pittance here and there. Yeah. But, you know, can you really make money as compared to buying a residential, for example? Mm. So what is your experience? Like you are a practitioner, right? So yeah. can you share some of your personal experience? Okay, so... Profits in real estate come in three different ways, right? Uh, number one is uh, capital gain, which sure. everybody know, right? Yep. You buy at this price, you sell higher, mm. the difference is yep. your capital gain. Yes, yes, yes. Number two is actually principal paid. Mm. So as you're paying your mortgage, part of it goes to interest, another mm. goes to uh, uh, principal yes, paid, principal. right? Which yep. is actually paying off your property yep. eventually. Yes. Yeah. So that principal paid portion, if you are someone who buy and sell regularly, yep. then you will be able to access that principal paid portion, which is also part of your profit, yeah. especially if you were to lease it out to tenants, sure. because tenants are the one who is paying your recurring fees every month, Correct. including mortgage. Yes. And the third piece is actually your positive cash flow. Yeah. yeah. So if there's any net difference after you uh, collect your rent and you net off your monthly recurring fees, yes. Yes. that difference is what we call the, the cash flow. Yep. Yeah. So profits come in these three different uh, uh, parts. Okay. And industrial property, no doubt because of the uh, 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 the tenure that is uh, dropping, which will eventually uh, depreciate the value of the property. But don't forget, there's still positive cash flow and there's still principal paid when okay. you sell. Ah, yeah. I see, so I see, very I see. hard to lose money. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Thank Dude, you. Sean, thank you so much for sharing. I really, really, really appreciate all the sharing, a lot of tips, a lot of advice. You know, again, a lot of my own mindset being shifted as well in my head, right? Thanks so I really appreciate it. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And dude, can you please share one more time with the audience, your socials, how can they actually follow you? How can they follow your journey? Yeah, I think I share a lot on uh, IG. So um, you can follow me at The Life Educator. Yeah. So make sure, you know, the link, uh, his Instagram and everything is down in the chat below, right? So The Life Educator, make sure you follow him. This guy is off to, you know, very, very big places. So make sure you guys follow him. And one more time, guys, uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe to the channel for more of such amazing guests as well. And of course, please uh, leave your comments down below. If you have any questions to ask Sean, right, please leave it down below and Sean will be able to answer your questions too. Right? So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you very much for tuning in guys. Till next time.